Um, our custom is that we stand for the reading. We'll be reading just one verse of scripture. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Um, I invite you to stand. And we will do our declaration. So for declaration, we ask you hold your Bible up. And it is on screen. So this is God's word. This is God's word. Now Pastor Ray's word. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare... That my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are opened. And I better not go to sleep. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we read the one verse together before you, you take your seat. It says one, two, three. Read. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this time together. We invite your presence even now to open our understanding, open our hearts, and teach us from your word. I am just the vessel, Father, and I pray that you will speak through me, that your people will be edified, empowered, and challenged today. May hearts be changed and transformed by your word. Spirit of the living God, we know that is your work. So I'm just the, 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 the vessel that you'll speak through, even now. So have your way in this session, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. All right. So I'll step out just for a little bit, and we have a video that, that we'll, we'll be playing. It's always yearning, yearning for a brand new world. People everywhere are so confused. Leaders don't know just what to do. Everybody wants a brand new world. And though we send rockets to the moon and the stars. And though we make trains and ships that go very far And there's not a mountain that man has not climbed Yet a brand new world he could never find Cause if we want a brand new world You 
got to have brand new people And if we want brand new people You've got to have a brand new life And if we want a brand new life You've got to have a brand new spirit And if we want a brand new spirit You've got to come to Jesus Christ Teenagers try everything they could Yet I wonder if they ever would Find themselves a brand new world An old man sitting in a barroom door He still can't find what he's searching for Oh, how he wants a brand new world A brand new world depends on me and you But we'll never find it in the things that we do Cause Jesus promised a world of his own And he invites you to come along Cause if we want a brand new world You've got to have brand new to have a brand new life oh yeah but if we want a brand new life come on choir you got to have a brand new spirit and if we want a brand new spirit you've got to come to jesus christ Amen. Anybody want the brand new world? Anybody longing for the brand new world? Nobody no want a brand new world? Oh, okay. Praise the Lord. So he gives us the, the strategy, don't you? You need a brand new life. So this morning, let us talk about the brand new life. I start by asking, as a matter of fact, the entire thing is a couple of questions. I seek to answer them together, right? Just a few questions. I won't be, be too long before you. So the first one is this. If a fisherman goes, if a fisherman forgets to, to anchor his boat, what do you think will happen to his boat? It will drift. Wonderful. If a farmer forgets to close the gate of his farm, what do you think will happen to his cows? I know I hear an answer, man. Drifting, all right, or they wander away. No, so we are we are believers. Most of us are, if not everybody, not true. So, as as Christians, years ago, Pastor Omar did a sermon called "Drifting." So, at times, Christians also drift, and it is because. We forget to do something just like these persons we talked about a while ago. We did not ground ourselves. We did not anchor ourselves. We didn't secure ourselves. 
So we drift. So we move from the starting point where we fell in love with Jesus and gradually we find ourselves a little bit away from Jesus. Now remember, any movement take place is we. Amen? God is not drifting. So any movement, any drifting happens, it is we who are drifting away. So because we drift from time to time, there is the need for revival from time to time. Pastor did a series ended last week where he entitled Revive Us Again. Because from time to time, Christians require revival because from time to time, Christians drift. Agreed me? You have to nod and smile so you know we're on the same page, right? So what is revival, you may ask? It means making alive again those who have been alive but have fallen into what is called cold or a dead state. So, alive one time, but fallen into a cold or a dead state. Amen? Then the second question I have is, who needs revival? Now, revival is not a New Testament term. It's, it's comes from the Old Testament, But like I just defined, it is making alive those who were once alive who would have fallen into a cold state or a dead state. Therefore, unbelievers don't need revival because they're dead. Believers who have fallen into a dead state are the ones who need to be revived. Amen? After nod and smile, so we sure say, you're flowing with me, not you? So, so believers, because we drift at times, we become in need of a revival. So why is it necessary? So number one is drifting, like we said earlier on. Now drifting is caused by a lack of focused approach to our spiritual growth. Now babies in Christ must grow up. Babies in natural must grow. If you have a baby and after two years you still see babies, thing, you go and start wonder what is wrong. Something, something now going right. So as babes in Christ, when we get saved, we are expected to grow. Now pastor is going to wonder what wrong if after two years we still want nipple buckle. Not, not that smile, so we definitely see on the same page. So, so we are expected to grow up spiritually. Now, if we don't come up with a focused approach, it is going to happen a delayed growth or we might not grow at all. Now, Christians, for the most part, we do the things that are required for us to grow on a feelings basis. What I mean? We don't pray every day. We don't pray the same time every day when we do pray. We don't read the Bible every day. And when we do, we don't read it at the same time every day. So a focused approach means that we have a set time for for prayer, Bible reading. There's a set day or week or month 
when you do your fasting. Because you have to do the things that are necessary for us to grow up as, as believers. But we don't have it focused. So guess what? So we can't enough feel for the fasting now. So weeks pass, I ain't no feel to fast, so you know fast. Days pass, I ain't no feel to pray, I ain't no pray. Days pass, you know, feel to read, I ain't no read no word. So the things that are necessary for us to grow, we're not doing or we are not doing consistently. So what is required? A focused approach. Set a system. So call it regimentation. I'm a, I'm a cadet. So we talk about regiment. It is structured. So if you come on one of our camps, we have our training schedules pasted all about the compound. So when it's 10 o'clock, you're supposed to be on the drill square, and you're not there, somebody go and get the rolling over there. Because you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be at that time. Same thing at schools for students. If your timetable says match class, how come you don't have a background? And teachers going to charge you because you're not following the schedule. Now, we need to have that kind of structure in our growing for spiritual life, or we're not going to grow, or we're going to have a delayed growth. Amen? So, so that's number one. We have to have a focused approach to our spiritual growth. Let me read a text for you from Revelation chapter 2, from verse 1 to, to verse 6. It says, To the angel... Of the church of Ephesus write. These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hands. Who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstand. I know your works. Your labor. Your patience. And that you, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And that you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. So, so those are all the good things the Lord was saying to the church. Nevertheless, verse 4, I have this thing against you. You have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So unless you repent, you have to go back to where you started. All right? So this shows that even though they had a whole heap of good track record, they stopped loving. It is called, and Pastor used it in one of his um, revival series, a decline in your, a, a spiritual decline. And that requires or necessitate, necessitates a revival. Every time there's a decline in your spiritual life, you need to be revived. So just like physical life. I was watching last night to see for, for a clip, and I was looking at those um, chest compressions and them deep fibrillators, so the machine's name, or them pump and I said, you know, and him chuck him. But his revival is necessary for somebody who is going. And you're not getting no heartbeat, you're not getting no pulse, let's revive them. 
So, so decline in our spiritual life means we will need to be revived. Now, why is there a decline? Based on what Revelation is saying is that we stopped loving God. And it shows by the things we stop doing that needs us to grow. When you stop doing the things that you used to do, eventually you're going to find yourself away from where you used to be. And that's declining spiritually. So, so you'll see people who decline, big decline, drastically, just decide to say, no, about this church thing. And you go to the road and see them at work and lean on the roadside drunk and all them kind of, because it's a, you wonder, you brother so-and-so we used to see so-and-so, or sister so-and-so, it's a drastic decline. But that is not the major one, because a lot of us decline and we still the church. We still do what we used to do. So we still the punk choir. We still preach. We still teach. We sing. We clap. We dance. Everything looks the same from the outside. But inside our hearts, we have drifted. We have declined. And we are no longer in the position that we used to be. Now, people think we are right. Everybody see you're doing these things you used to do. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, sister. Everything is fine. But inside, there is a drifting and a sinking away from the Lord. We would have lost zeal. And we, but it, I mean, so the personal things are affected. So you're not praying like you used to. You're not reading like you used to. Those things are affected. But those who don't know, don't know. Because you're doing everything that is expected to be done. And so it look like everything going alright. But it is not. This is a sad state to be in. The Lord is grieved by those of his children who are in such a condition. Their worship and service of him if there is any such at all, is unpleasant to the Lord. The Lord does not delight in mere outward service when man's heart is far from him. The decline then is a decline in our love for God. And it shows in our stop doing what we used to do before. And my first point was, if you don't have it structured, it's it going to possibly get left out. So just like a school, so give a cadet camp, right? We, we got used to what they call bugle calls. So after a while, we know the bugle sound. So there's a bugle for wake up, there's a bugle for lunch, bugle for, for, so there's a bugle call. So he got used to bugle. So this is what, tell you what, what happens next. School get bells, but we got bugle calls. So, you know, so we used to just know the Russian bugle. We could have blown the Russian bugle without bugle. Russian means food time, right? So we, everybody know when it's food time because we recite the Russian bugle and you can say, yeah, it is, when o'clock, yeah, it's Russian time. So it's structured in such a way where you move to the next event because that is on your schedule. If there is no schedule, then it means you might not, you might not do it. Next one. How can we reduce our need for revivals? So remember we said, no, it is not really a New Testament culture. But it, it shows that we need it. But how can we reduce it? The first one is this. 
we need to understand what it means to be in Christ. Because our text says, if any man in Christ, he is a new creature. So what does it mean to be in Christ? And remember now the word if means there are some people who are not in Christ. So what does it mean to be in Christ? Galatians chapter 3 verses 26 to 28 says this. For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for all, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and here is according to the promise. So when we are in Christ, true faith, we are clothed in Christ. It's like, it's like an overall, you put on Jesus. So it is covering you and you are now clothed in Christ Jesus. To be baptized into Christ means that we are identified with Christ, having left our old natures and embracing the new life in Christ Jesus. Amen? The Holy Spirit draws us and we respond to that and we are baptized into God's family by his spirit. All right? The Holy Spirit brings us into one family. That now means, like Rev was saying earlier on, the Spirit is the seal of our faith. It means we're cutting off all the other identifying marks. Jew, Gentile, bond, free, male, female. All those are pushed aside and now we identify you by the Spirit. That means if the Spirit is not there, you're not in Christ. So it's not male, it's not female, it's not Jews, it's not Greek, it's not born free. You are in Christ because you have his spirit. Amen? His spirit baptizes you in Christ. If you don't have his spirit, the Bible says you are none of his. Amen? So God is a perfect. God is perfect in justice. He cannot simply overlook or excuse our sins. And because we are the holy persons, right? They had to be paid for. All the wrath God holds towards evil was poured out on his own son. When Jesus took our place on the cross, he suffered the punishment that our sins deserved. And his last words were, it is finished. Now when he said it is finished, he was saying the plan to redeem the fallen world was completed. No more work necessary. Nothing else has to be done. Man can now be restored to relationship with the Father. It was finished, right? So every act of rebellion on our part, past, present, and future, was covered in his sacrifice on the cross. To be in Christ means that we have accepted his sacrifice as payment for our own sin. So every sinful thought attitude or action that we've ever committed would have been covered in his sacrifice. That means we now have nothing to do with it. No cleanup campaign, no, 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 we have nothing to do with it. The Old Testament culture, culture was that they killed animals. 
And that was temporary, as you see. It had to happen every year. And it was still not sufficient to, to, to last for any long period. In Romans chapter 3, verse 10 to 12 says, There is none righteous. No, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. So in our sinful nature, we are enemies to God. On the other side, but when we accept his sacrifice, that's Christ's sacrifice on our behalf, he switches accounts with us. So he exchanged our list of sins for his perfect account, which is totally pleasing to God. Amen? The second thing is, we need to accept the new life. Now, in the text, it says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. It's a new creation. There are two words translated for new in the Bible. The first one is neos, N-E-O-S. It refers to something that is made brand new, but there are several like it. I was sharing earlier of a joke years ago at, at school where a lady showed up in a new dress and figured, you know, she alone have the new dress, but only to find two other ladies in the same dress. And so they were kind of not so happy that the new dress was so common. But it's new for you, but not necessarily the only one that was created, was made. Then the other word is kianos, spelled K-A-I-N-O-S. It means something made which is unlike anything else that was made. So when the Bible says we are a new creation, it means brand new. Not new like what everything else there there, but new as in nothing like this type before. Now, I want to add this. That one of the challenges we have as Christians is we don't understand this new concept. If you remember, and this is me jumping still, if you remember this conversation with Nicodemus and Jesus, Nicodemus was wondering, how can a big man be born again? But that is what happens. Brand new birth. So you, you put aside all your other distinguishing marks. So like we said a while ago, male, female put aside. Israel, Gentile put aside. Free or, or slave put aside. You become brand new. So those no longer are distinguishing marks, are identifying marks for you. You are now new, brand new in Jesus. The only thing that now you have to focus on is getting to be more like Jesus. Because he is the, the, the prototype, the, the, the model that we're working towards. So everything else about us don't make no difference. So, so it means a man is expected to grow up spiritually. A woman is expected to grow up spiritually. If you are American, Jamaican, Jew, Gentile, wherever, you are expected to grow in the spiritual life. So that is the identifying mark. How are you growing to be more like Christ? So it's like a, it's like a computer with a new program. That, and, and, you know, them young people will tell you that this iPhone thing that I hear, they announced that day that people, after a certain model, you can't get no upgrade on it because it's not compatible. 
Yeah, you can't upgrade the new stuff with the old stuff. You have to dash with the old one and get a new one. It's a, it's a brand new program we get from God. And it has to work with him. So, so trying to use the old model is going to cause problems. You're going to have a crash and you're going to freeze up and you're going to give you all the other computer problems because it just can't work together. Now, as new creatures, in the, in the verse, in, in Corinthians 5, there's a verse that says, judge no man according to the flesh. So it means stop dealing with people like what you know about them. Judge no man according. So this is after you get saved. Once you are saved, now we start to look to you now as the new person you are. It means we are expecting you to do better. So even if you see a Christian struggling, don't judge him and call him struggler. Because by the next couple of days, that struggle is no longer there because the growth is progressive. No, we, and, and I shared earlier on a, a, a joke. I always call him joke, right? The lady, a lady I know, she, she used to work at a store close to a bar. And my cousin and I, we were rum friends. Anybody know about rum friends, eh? Shh, I won't talk too loud. So we used to go to this bar very regularly, go hang out. And she, her workplace is next door, so she'd see us at this bar all the while. Years later, I'm a Christian minister. And the, we, we, I don't remember where we were, but there was this Bible discussion. And she said something that was not right. And I said, no, 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 that's not what the Bible says. But when she looked around and looked good now, she said, a Romance man can't talk to me about no Bible. No, I was not a Romance anymore. But her memory is, you used to drink rum all the way. You can't tell nothing about Bible. So she was judging me after the flesh. No, that is illegal. We're talking about the new people because remember now, you are supposed to be leaving the old nature behind you. Now, we have problems and we drift and we wander away many times because we, we refuse, we fail to get into this newness. So we are operating from the old nature too often. We still operate from the old nature. So we're still struggling with it. With it. So, so, a little boy, this is a, a preacher's um, story. A little boy went to church, and the preacher said, you're healed. Now, the little boy had Parkinson, so this shaking sickness. Preacher said, son, the Lord heal you. And the boy go home rejoicing and telling parents, hey, I'm healed. And they must say, Virginia, you're not healed, you're still shaking. But he kept saying it. I'm healed. So even when them said, no, you're not healed, him said, me healed. Now, gradually, it stopped. So no, him never frightened because he was declaring it long time. Same heal. Now everybody else said, whoa, you get better for you. Because no, them shocked. Because they're waiting on the full manifestation. Now we have to be that like little boy. We are healed. We are delivered. We are brand new. We are changed. We are victorious. But we have to be saying it even when we are lose. We still have to be saying we are victorious, we are more than conquerors. So even when we're not doing it, still say it because it eventually is the new nature we want to come forward. Now, but if we are confessing what is happening, the old one, not now go on, 
wide, rough, things hard, tight, then guess what? You're going to keep getting what you keep saying. So the new nature has to come forward and we're declaring the new life. So accepting it means we're saying it. We're declaring it because if God says you're new, you're new. But it won't manifest until you start say too. If God say you're healed, you're healed. But you have to start declaring what he says. So the song you were saying now a while ago, I am who he says I am. You have, to, you have to declare it. You have to keep saying it or else you're going to keep walking out that old nature and you are going to start frustrate yourself and people are going to wonder, oh, I'm saying new and the newness is not going because we are operating in the old nature. Now, in Christ, I want to make sure I bring this one out. In Christ, we are partakers of the divine nature. So when we get saved, God is living in us through his spirit. We are partakers of his divine nature. That means we were not repaired. We were not restored. We were not rehabilitated. We are reborn. So it's not a fix of ray you're seeing up yourself. It's not a makeover, bodywork thing. Brand new. Reborn. No, but, but I'm, I'm going back to it, right? Unless we start to accept that in our minds, it's not going to be the reality. So that's why Nicodemus was wondering, what is it about we're born again? That not make no sense. You can't, a big man, go back in. That not make, oh, you've, oh, that is, is a... Is a declaration because he said it I agree and because I agree I am now saying that I am born again I might not behave like I am born again every day but I still tell you I am born again I am a believer now gradually I am going to get there because it is my confession amen the old nature is incapable of doing or even designed to do these things the old nature is dead to the things of the spirit and cannot revive itself. It is dead in trespasses and sin, as Ephesians 2.1 says, and can only be made alive by a supernatural awakening, which happens when we come to Christ and are indwelt by him. Christ gives us a completely new and holy nature and an incorruptible life, or all life, previously dead, to God because of sin is buried and we are raised to walk in the newness of life. So the Bible says when Jesus was buried he took our sinful nature with him. And when he was resurrected, we are now able to walk in that new life that he got up with. So his crucifixion was my crucifixion was your crucifixion. His resurrection is ours too. So we are now able to walk in new life. Amen? We now possess a new heart and have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We may often wonder why we do not live this way. And I tell it, I said it a while ago, I said it again. We're still living in the old model. We're still dwelling in the old model and we're not showing up as the new creatures 
that we are. Amen? In Christ, we are loved, we are forgiven, we are secured. In Christ, we are adopted, justified, redeemed, reconciled, and chosen. In Christ, we are victorious, filled with joy and peace, granted true meaning in life. What a wonderful Savior is Christ Jesus. Then thirdly, the evidence of the new life. The evidence of the new life. In St. John chapter 3, verses 3 to 8, the the story I just referred, um, it reads, Jesus answered and said to him, this is talking to Nicodemus, right? Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Amen? The effects of the wind are obvious. The effects of the wind are obvious. The sound is heard. Things move when it moves. The wind Unseen, unpredictable, and uncontrollable is mysterious to us. But we see and we understand its effects. So it is with, with the spirit. So just like how we, we, we just see the tree moving, and we see the leaves flying over the place when the, when the wind is out, just how the, 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 the spirit moves. Transformations take place but we are not seeing it when it is happening. We just get to see the results of it. Amen? So we do not see the spirit, but we see the changes the spirit produces in people. Sinful people are made holy. Liars speak the truth. The proud becomes humble. When we see such changes, we know that they have a cause. The spirit is at work. Amen? Now, I was saying earlier on, and I don't say anybody who knows me, when they used to call me Bigger Ray. So, Keisha laughed like she knows that. But yes, yes. So, so, if you know when they used to call me Bigger Ray, and you see me today, if you don't admit that there has been changes, you never know me. No, I'm not perfect. Nor is here. But I can tell you this, I'm nothing like Bigger Ray that you used to live on a book field. Not there. So, so changes have been taking place in my life. So I'm testing when they say, when the spirits start work, changes happen. I am not perfect yet. I don't get there yet. But the things that bigger way used to go on with you that never put up with me today, if I still did I go on with them things there. The changes are taking place because the spirit is at work in our lives. So you don't see the spirit moving. But the evidence, the results is you are seeing that the person who you know one time is different. 
you must admit that something, something changed, something not going in the original life. The spirit affects us just as the wind affects the trees, the water, and the clothes. We don't see the cause. We don't understand all the ins and the outs of how it works. But we see the effect and we believe. The spirit is at work in, in our lives. Now, some of the things that come as a result of the spirit working in our lives is loving people is one of them. The spirit produces love in our lives. First John chapter 4, 19 to 21 says, We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and their sister. We grow in love when we are growing in the spirit. We, we, we have to. Now, it means we can look at how your love walk is, and we can say, look like your spirit now work right there so. Or, spirit will work right there so. Because we're seeing how you are loving each other. Amen? A person who has been born into, God, into the family of God craves fellowship with other believers. That's a sign that your, 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 your spirit is working. God did not create a team where players can be traded. He did not create a corporation where employees can be fired. He created a family where every member is valued and equally loved. As part of his family, those who have been born again are to love and appreciate other members of his worldwide family. We, we, have, to, we have to show love for each other. We have to show that we, we want people around us. We, we're not lone rangers. We're not lone rangers. We, we are designed to have fellowship. We are designed to have relationships. So it's a sign that the spirit working when you desire to have fellowship. So people who want to be a lone ranger, you kind of have to check them out to see what's going on with them good, right? As part of God's welcome package to those who are born of his spirit are spiritual gifts. That we can use to serve him and to edify the church. Spiritual gifts are special abilities that enable us to be more effective in the particular callings that God has placed in our lives. Each member uses his gift or her gift for the good of all so that God's family can do better together. You need me, I need you. If we're not doing that, Somebody is being robbed of these blessings. The body, many parts, but one body. And each member of the body, each part of the body, must do their part to ensure that the body functions properly. We start with playing Dr. Miles Monroe's song. If you want a brand new world, you need brand new people. To get brand new people... We need brand new life. We who have been saved, we have the brand new life. 
I'll give again to say is because we have not been properly living this brand new life, while we still see some of the problems we're seeing around us. If the people with the brand new life start to live like brand new people, then it means we can head for a brand new world. But if we still want to be old people fighting with the old nature, then we will not have a brand new world. I believe believers, Christians, were supposed to be impacting the world in a bigger way. Jamaica, let's say, have the most churches per square mile. And, and I believe that if believers were doing more with that brand new life, Jamaica would be better off. We still, you, see, you see, some things will never get no better than they are. But, but the nation could be in better positions if the Christians were living the brand new life that they have. Because we have it. It's not an if. If you are in Christ, you have it. So the only if is, are you in Christ or not? If you are in Christ, you already have the brand new life. But you have to live it. You have to manifest. It must be seen coming from us so that we can be impacting those around us. So let's close this off. The greatest cause of failure is a broken focus. The greatest cause of failure is a broken focus. If we don't have that targeted focus, then we are going to fail. Amen? We must exercise diligence in our growth as, as Christians. We must want to grow up. We must, we must, we must feel bad if next year catch you at the same place we are this year. We, we must want to grow up in the Lord. We must walk and we must live in the authority of who we are in Christ. Now, if Jesus says we are the head, why do we continue to live like we are the tail? He is already said it in us. So the problem is we are not doing what he says we are supposed to do. So it's we keeping ourselves at the back. We are also to endeavor to manifest the new nature that God has given us. We, we must want it to be seen wherever we go. People must look at you and tell you, say, something changed about you. One of my greatest testimonies is showing up somewhere where people don't know me and somebody say, you're Christian, not true. Every time it happens, me, me, me smile, go back home. Because it means... Something sure. Something sure. No, we don't have to walk with the Bible and the cross and all that for people to know that we are believers. It is supposed to be seen in how we, 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 we talk, how we walk, how we behave. So every time, and it happens a couple of times, so people that don't know, you're a Christian, not true. I mean, say, yeah, man, but let me go home smiling because I don't know what them see, but, but I'm glad them see something. <laughs> Because it means I'm representing well wherever I go. Amen? And all I'd want to do is pray, say, it means everywhere I go, I still have to represent. Because who knows? Maybe one idea they may go drift and don't represent well that day. day. But I'm saying it's because we're not manifesting this new life while we're not getting this brand new world that we long for. Amen? Bow your heads with me, please. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you. 
that you have called us to live this brand new life. We thank you that you have made the way for us to live this brand new life. You have made it possible, Lord God, for us to live this brand new life. I pray today, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that by your spirit, God, you will help us, each and every one of us, Lord God, to get to that place where the new life is seen in how we live. It is manifested wherever we go that God, people will know that here goes a child of God. Cause God that we will represent you wherever we go in a, in a marked way. That God, people will want to know you because of how we represent you well. We pray God for those in our midst and those even online who might not yet have a relationship with you. We pray, Spirit of the living God, that you begin to draw them into your fold. Because the word says that none can come unless you draw them. So we pray, Holy Spirit, that you begin that pulling today. That they too will want to come and experience this new life that you have called us into. I commit your sons and your daughters to you today, Lord God. And I pray that by your spirit, God, you will help us to grow to new levels in you, God, where we can be all be manifesting the new life that you have given unto us. So have your way, Lord God, we pray today. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Amen. Come on, just stand to your feet and give.